Welcome to the Out of Ashan podcast. Famine. Co, we was talking about famines. Today is super hot, actually, in California. But, you know, I've been thinking about this whole idea of famine. And you were talking about a, a subject that I think is important for us to delve into, especially in these times and seasons that we're in. And that is... How do people receive or do people even read the Bible? Do you think people care? Read the Bible? What What, what is your thoughts? What's your observation? In my humble opinion, it, it has become almost like a, an encyclopedia, just an artifact. It's a book that is literally collecting mm. dust at many, many people's homes. Because if you don't go to the church house, if you don't, if you're not attending the actual building, because you know, there was a little bit of a disruption with COVID, right? So then everything moved online. But even as we've seen, people who touch the scriptures and, and read from Genesis to Revelations, everything is online now. So it's not even touching that. Just, you can just go on Google, go to the uh, to the um, uh, an electronic firm for, uh, form of the Bible and then do keywords to get the pick and choose the, the verses you want. But as far as what we're used to, the traditional reading of the scriptures, studying, I think it's for those who are academic scholars and those who have been trained like years and years and years in the making that still continue to do so. But for the vast majority of people, I don't even, are there bookstores for them to even go to? Where do you even buy a Bible these days? <laughs> like we had bookstores we went to, like we knew yeah, where true. they were. But now I think you just have to go on uh, Amazon, right? <laughs> and and I think there, uh, one of the things you said is, it, I mean, one of them is absolutely true. I was just having a conversation uh, with a really close friend of mine and we were like uh, talking about I told her yo you should read Genesis chapter it was like 12 to 14 she's like you want me to read each chapter man just show me the verse context so on the longer play it's like our society as a whole doesn't care about the context of anything because if you don't read, let's say, for instance, the scripture in a context to overstand and understand why certain things are being said and how they're being said, then you're just looking for the quick and that 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 quickness satisfies a yearning of whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish at the moment, but it's not giving you wisdom. So you have to continue to keep coming back. And that's the same thing with in society. Right. We. We want a quick fix. We want quick this, quick that. But if you don't understand how to get money, then when you get it, you're not going to know how to balance it, how to perceive when things are going in a in a, in a um, bear season versus a bull season. When things slow down, you start getting flustered because it's not happening at a high level and fast. So there, there's something to say about the word not being received in a contextual um, standpoint, but more from a bite where sound bites. But the problem with sound bites is that that context and that understanding of all that's happening can be detrimental. And that's why a lot of people have to depend, but that's how you make money. They become dependent on someone else to feed them, mm -hmm. to give them the information they can't think for themselves. So then you just, you're, you're, it becomes a dumbed down sort of a society because they don't understand human nature. Culture is just, Give me what I need right now and I'll come back for some more. The opiate. Yeah. That's why they, a lot of times they say religion is the opiate. It's a drug. It's opium. The drug of the masses. But even now, I mean, you, you can see that in um, education. 
education has taken it. Well, education of the West has always been like this. But when you go up against students who are international, they're forced to mm. learn everything from start to finish, not mm-hmm. chapters one, two, and three. Yeah, we're going to skip seven and eight and then because we're just going to have an exam. And then there's a whole area of knowledge that was never touched. Because I, I used to experience mm-hmm. that when I used to talk to students in relationships to the SATs. They'll mm-hmm. take the SAT and be like, a lot of stuff I've never seen it before. But based on their grade level and based on the academic standards that have been set by the state, they should have covered all that material. Look back to your mm-hmm. high school days. Just look at your math class. Did you did you guys go from the first page of the book all the way to the end? Never have, I don't even recall ever a time where we ever completed a full textbook from front to end. So that means there's gaps. That means that there are holes, things, or there are being terms and different sections that have been missed out. The same mm. thing, because of that type of routine and that type of practice, it goes even into all areas of life. Things, we, we focus on the majors and kind of sift through, and I don't need that information, boom, just give me that. So give me what I need, mm. and then the rest of it doesn't matter. But as we know, as you mentioned, in context, everything's in context, has a beginning, there's an end. You can't just come in the middle and then try to figure something out and think you're going to BS your way through the end. Some people do it, and we see that a lot in life. But in order to get a full scope of what something means, you have to take the time to sift through, whether it's get some historical reference, whether to 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 see what the past experience was, where we are now, and like, oh, okay, I can see, I can understand why that's like that or why that makes sense. Because one of the things you look at, if I if I told you I had I had something that could answer every question that you ever had in life, how much is that worth to you? I think people would be like, I'll, I'll give you a million dollars. But what if I told you that's all in the scriptures? Mm-hmm. Every question that you have, you can find the answer there. If you if you sit down and you study it, you will see you'll be able to break down the principles. I don't care if you read one chapter. You can read one chapter a hundred times and get a hundred different understandings every time. Because based on where you are, your mindset, where you are spiritually, where you are in life, you're going to view those words and they're going to uh, be revealed or be interpreted in many different ways. But that's why that's why it's a timeless piece. It mm-hmm. never ages itself out. I don't care how many mm-hmm. times you read it. You can read the same thing over and over again. And you every time you read it, you will see something different. So that tells you we grow. We evolve. Mm-hmm. So that means our interpretations of how we see things will evolve. The way we interpreted things when we were 10, totally different now that we're 45. We see things, you know, as we used to give the, give the um, examples of, feeding a baby milk versus eating mm-hmm. something or chewing the bone or chewing meat that you actually need teeth. Once again, it takes a different level of effort in order to get the food. And as we progress, our eyes, our spiritual eyes are more awakened. Hence, that gives you the desire or the appetite to want to study. And unfortunately, in today's climate, the appetite is gone. Mm. We, we've allowed the world to dictate what is right, what is wrong, what's acceptable, what's not. So for everybody or everyone who has a belief of the church is this, because the church is all encompassing. I, when I say church, I'm talking about every religious or anything that's tied to a religious belief. They put it all in the category of church. So regardless mm-hmm. of how we segment ourselves and say this, they all, everybody outside of that realm sees you all as the same. <laughs> so that's a reality we have to understand that what denomination you're a part of, what belief you are, you all in the same circle. So people, once because you start talking about the same things, people too. Exactly, exactly. That's true. 
Yeah, yeah. The Catholic Church started a lot of the major religions uh, that you see today. Um, once you do the research, you'll see all roads do lead to Rome. And once you realize that, then you can see beyond the veil. But if you're not trained to look at things from a contextual standpoint and context, I meaning meaning not just the context of the individual, that's one level, but the context of the society, the context of the time period. Once you start understanding those portions, if you really want to know human nature and understand the cyclical nature of all this stuff that is happening, the scriptures is going to, that's why it's been around so long. And that's why so many people pull sound bites from it and can use it for their own agendas here or there. Anyone who tries to, who, who, whatever you love, you're going to spend your most time, the most time trying to understand it in a, from a contextual standpoint. Case in point, if you want to play basketball, LeBron James and them know the context, everything about basketball. Mm -hmm. They're going to know are they still growing? Can they still learn more? Absolutely. But they know about Elgin Baylor. They know about Julius Irving, whoever you could think of. They know about them. They studied them because they realize that they're going to have something that's going to confirm, affirm, reveal, enlighten them to become better at what they do. Mm -hmm. Same thing for an artist. An artist is going to go listen to James Brown or listen to uh, whoever to gain certain melody or concepts or ideals they'll learn that time period they'll go through a whole 70s i remember one producer i went to his house he was a big producer at the time um this was early on when i was first coming in and he said yeah he he had he was on a run he was smash after smash top 40 top 40 top 40 top 40 for all the big artists like Katy perry and did it at that time and he said oh my my palette changed when i took a year off from all music and just listen to um, everything at, before 1970. I just listened to music before 1970. And he spent like a year or so doing that and then was able to learn a principle that he brought into the 20th, 21st century. And what? Because nothing changes. So most of the problems you're experiencing with people when you're like, oh, why do I keep running into the same issues? Why do I keep dating the same people? Why do I keep getting a bad job? Why do I keep getting the short end of the stick? Those answers are in the contextual frameworks within the scriptures because it's about people. It's about a people. It's about individuals. It has everything in it. Even when the Savior was roaming the earth or came to the temple and saw that they were money changers. Now, we read that once again, without digging deeper into the context of it being the Roman Empire, the Greco-Roman Empire, um, what was the money changing? What were they doing? What were they selling? What were they? Once you understand a lot of those points, when you hear him say, you've made this place a den of thieves when it's supposed to be a house of prayer or a time to connect with the Most High, which is connection with oneself and the reading of the scriptures. That's when he would come in. He read the book of Isaiah read the chapter and then came to the place where it was speaking of him and he spoke and that caused people to become angry, the scholars and so forth and so on. So they understand the context, but they were only giving the people what they want or what they needed in order to maintain connection with Rome. So let me ask you a question. Context. Brother. Yeah. On that point, I don't want you to forget, uh, go too far now. We need, we need to backtrack a little bit. You said who would go to the temple to read the book of Isaiah. In that particular instance, the Savior. The Savior, Mesendesi, or... AKA, w w w the term, who is specifically? Some would refer to him as Jesus, 
some refer to him as Yahshua. I call him the savior because the name, um, I'm still waiting for a, a more clear understanding as I study more and more of what his name was. And in Revelation 19, I believe it, it talks about the king will be coming and only he knew his name. So if it was Jesus, why didn't they put Jesus there? He said it was written on his thigh, his name, the king of kings and lord of lords. So my understanding when I hear people talk about Yeshua, there's some uh, issues I have with some of that as well because of its origins of where those words come from. Because I've done the contextual study like you said, the scholarship or whatever term, but that's because that's something that I'm very interested in because I, I've realized once I understand those principles, I can move in any place in life and know how to maneuver accordingly because I understand uh, human nature and, and spirit. But I don't know if I answered your question because I... I no, yeah. you answered it. because So you gave that example in mm -hmm. the temple. Now, let's go back to even... Because I want to link this up to something you mentioned about a person's desire, their appetite for their willingness to do things that they love and that mm. they enjoy, right? So when you speak about the Savior in that instance, this is the house of prayer, but you've you've made this a den of thieves. Now let's go back to even in his childhood mm. when he went missing, right? When his mom and Joseph couldn't find him, where was he at that time? They said they found him where? He yeah, was in the temple. Right. <laughs> He was on his job. <laughs> he was studying that yep. in the temple. Like, and this was a little mm -hmm. kid. So how many of us, like, he, like you said, the things that we really enjoy, the things that we desire, those are the very things that we spend our time doing. So I, I, I want to link this all up to that even Jesus himself, himself studied the scriptures. But now people have simply done away with the scriptures and say, we just need to focus on Jesus. But that's even backwards in itself, because if you look at the formula, look at the math, he's showing you that even Jesus, the Savior, whatever you want to call him, had to look in the scriptures and read what the prophets and get an understanding of what mm -hmm. was written, <laughs> the inspired word of mm -hmm. God, you know. So I, so you, you see that cyclical in nature. That was a part of the nature. That was a part of the desire. That was a part of his uh, likeness, you know. So I just want to point that out because I remember you said that and, and it, the first thing that came back to me when he was a child, he did the exact same thing. They didn't find him at the club. They didn't find him at the basketball court. My man was in the temple. Yeah, for the people <laughs> and what he knew his destiny. He knew his seed line. He that's knew it. his identity. And that's the, the call for all those who have been chosen by the Most High. You have to understand, like you said earlier, what does it mean to be chosen? How do you know if you're chosen? How would you know if you're chosen? I have a pretty strong sense of identity that, that I'm a part of the chosen based on experience and based on contextual study of the scriptures. That's why we're walking through it now. And mm -hmm. a, a lot of the times, the reason why people don't approach it is because they've, they've understood that it's been tampered with. It's been changed into many translations. They don't have the original this. How do we know it's written by man? All the different reasoning. But there are some outliers that we need to pay attention to that would at least give us um, an inclining to, to reapproach some of our thought processes because it could be life and death situation and not paying attention to what the scriptures have done and what they represent all this time. So if something has been mistranslated so forth and so on, but still finds its way to be the most looked at, sought after, read, used book of all time and forever, <laughs> there's not one minute that the earth is not moving 
that the scriptures aren't being read or maneuvered in one way or another, whether it's positive or negatively. So if that be the case, the most high or the creator has to be involved in it in some way. But human beings obviously have put their little spins on it. I like to liken, like you said, about um, the whole contextual you can't go, the, the only show that comes to mind for me is say Game of Thrones that had so many different storylines going on. If you came in and watched Game of Thrones in the seventh season and or the fifth season and felt like, oh yeah, this is a great show, da 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 A person who has watched it from the beginning to the end has so much more in-depth understanding, fulfillment of that story and that show than you would ever have, period, no matter what you think or how you feel, because you don't have the context. So for me, that's what caused me to go back and say, all right, I think it's important for me if this book is saying that they're talking from a beginning space beyond human existence and tells a story, the, the, for me, mentally, it would be like, all right, let me read this because there may be something in there that would be beneficial and helpful for me. That's a discernment that I had. That's what was drawing me in. And then once I began to read and see the alignment and what it was doing to me personally in my perception, the way I saw things, I was aligning to it. I stayed in it. So that's what drew me into the scriptures. You remember we used to read the scriptures and people thought we was a cult. Remember we read the scriptures for like six, seven hours just like the, the, just Young like the, the or the savior did. This is what we did. Was in his father's house. But now you see us now the 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 foundation and the wisdom every time you you go places people are asking you for your opinion, your advice. How did you come up with that? They don't know that your base is coming from the principles that was expressed through the scriptures. So it's a it's a it's a major disservice to the people as a whole, as a leader, if we don't take the time to understand the scriptures, to be able to then teach the people or at least share the, with the people some of these perspectives so that they not just come to you. So that's the reason why a lot of time these bite sized news, bite sized this bite. So you keep coming back. Money changing, opiate, <laughs> drug, spell the people. The judgment for you is a whole nother level that it, and you probably won't see it till it's too late because the most I don't play with that. He said, if you lead one of these little ones astray, it's better that you be have a, a stone tied around your neck and sent to the bottom of the sea mm -hmm. than to deceive and throw the people off. But the key is not to have people dependent on you It's to try to connect them to the father and Moshe understood that like, he was like jo Joshua and was like hey man those guys over there prophesying and trying to take your place almost and he was like mm, they're not taking my place I wish all of us there you go was in connection that's what Peter was saying he was like I want all of us to be a royal priesthood I don't read these scriptures and get up here on, on the podcast just for my own health no, the Most High commanded us to do so so that he can reach his remnant so that we can all be in alignment and, and connect. That's it. That, that's something that's unheard of in today. Preachers and pastors, come on. Somebody's still in the shine, just like David mm -hmm. and Saul. That jealousy. Mm -hmm. You would think, because that was something that we thought that was by default understood within... Uh, the religious mm. community of where we affiliated. So when we used to go and visit different churches, we never saw that as a problem. But to other people, it was like you're, that was betrayal. Mm. Like, why y'all going there? It was like, I thought we were all on the same team 
looking to the same father, working towards the same goal. What does it matter which building I walk into? But that was a point of contention. Why? You're stealing someone else's shine. You're, you're dependent mm-hmm. on somebody else. You're listening to someone else's word. Someone else may have influence over you. What is that? That's all control. <laughs> you're not God. <laughs> and ultimately, you're messing with the money. Is that what it money comes changes. down to? We're going to send our tithes and offerings somewhere else. So therefore, you need to waste your time and only stay here. See, this is where we really got to do some soul searching <laughs> and really understand what motivates us. Because this is what we're talking about during our, our pregame. You know, like, what is Because when we look and see, we can see what, what's out here and it's not really making a lot of sense. So we know, okay, there's a lot of games being played behind these microphones, behind these soapboxes, mm. behind these pulpits. And as you said, there's going to be a hefty price to pay for leading people astray. So therefore, you just said something that I want to touch on as well. You said um, as leaders, is is incumbent on the leaders to search, to study, to make themselves ready, available to the to the truth, right? So that they can lead the people properly. And I think in, in one of our next um, upcoming episodes, I think I want to see if we can sit down and really dive and l- sit into how you actually teach the scriptures. Mm. Because even within the context of the home, that gets a little tricky. Because you don't want to... People perceive things differently. So if you're there, they, it's a difference between teaching someone or even speaking at or talking at a person because depending on the severity of the word of how deep it is is going to cause mm. a reaction regardless right but sometimes depending with the fervency of who's saying mm. it it almost feels like the word is, is weaponizing or it is piercing and it's causing something that a reaction to take place that that person wasn't ready for so I, as i was thinking about it today the last couple of days i was even just looking at my own life how i grew up how the word, how I receive the word and how word is disseminated and how and w- what avenues do I, I pick up the words from? You know, and then I look at when I relay the word or I tell people the word, how they receive it, you know? So it's something I definitely want to talk about the nuances because how we deliver messages in the context, I think it's a, it's a science in a way that you have to use a lot of wisdom. So when we look at some of the best speakers, we look at, the savior in the scripture we look at jesus even how he addressed mm-hmm. people how the prophets anybody in scriptures when you look at them every time they were talking about something they always referred back to a teacher a prophet or what was said previously to bring like you said the context for the answer that they're going to bring now so that is not something that came from themselves it's something that is written it's something that has concrete evidence where something has already been established I'm just repeating what was already said back in this day, back in this time, from this person, from this person, this person. So I think one of our episodes, I think we should really dive into actually how to teach, how to disseminate. And I think that would be a blessing and very impactful and you, to you, our audience. And you, you said it perfectly. It's in community. That was a community. It's about a people. The prophet Elias, who was he? The prophet Elias is from the tribe of, from the house of Everything was communal. So if you say grandma, remember what grandma said, my grandma always said, you're going to listen to it more because it's speaking from within your tribe. But what has happened is the scripture has been alienated and has been pushed out to for a free for all. And everyone is claiming it. They plagiarize it. They claim to be this people, that people that. So it's all scattered. And the people that the scriptures was talking about or referring to have lost their way as well. So there's so many different um, 
um, distractions and, and divisive pieces that can cause one to um, take the word and it become a weapon or be weaponized. And it has been used a lot of times when it's weaponized. In most cases, when people feel a certain way, that's what we call conviction, right? Or it, the, the, the spiritual and mental strongholds in the mind when it's being challenged, that causes uh, a, a, a disturbance. You remember when the rich young ruler was doing what was easy to him? He could give his money. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm a man. I, I just gave to all them. Da, 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 da. Look at this. I did a food drive. I did it. He's like, okay, how about this? Give up all that and come and follow me. <clears throat> it was crickets. Did he I mean, say it in love? Like, People nah. always say, when you say the word, you got to say in love. It depends on the context of what you look of as love. Sometimes love is hard love. Sometimes love is silence. Sometimes love is ignoring. Sometimes love is letting people go. Sometimes love is being kind and patient and all that. Love, love has many different, but we usually talk about emotion and how it makes the other person feel on the receiving end when it's about the word. That's why he would always refer to the scriptures was written and it was said by the prophet Jeremiah. Oh, was the, so that you don't take it as just me saying that this is something that has been said in our community and it's been said from the most high. And can it be verified? Is it measurable? Can it be um, historically uh, looked at? Does it have any type of context outside of your interpretation of whatever it is that you're saying? For me, the the best thing that I've been able to do, and I'm obviously growing in how you approach each person, like you said, you have to have discernment and the most I has to lead you and it has to be done in love. And sometimes love shows up in different ways because one time you could be feel like someone's being mean and angry towards you. And then when you get older, like you said, from 10 to 45, you realize, man, he wasn't being mean. He was, that was true. That was tough love. So we, we have to really um, approach the scriptures from a contextual standpoint to be able to fully engage and embrace the, the beauty that comes from the scriptures. You, you raise a good point because um, how you embrace the scriptures, once again, Jesus is mm-hmm. a kid. He was in the temple. A collection. There were conversations being had. There were debates mm-hmm. being had. So people could learn and respond, get questions mm-hmm. in, debate the context so they can all come to a conclusion of what's and actually learn. That's how exactly. learning takes place. It's not someone talking at you and you just getting digesting information. No, you have to process and be able to ask questions in that community sense. That's why he had his mm-hmm. disciples. And what was going on with his disciples? He was giving them and breaking down that word to the minute detail that they could understand what it was. So, and why is why is that? Because we learn in communities, we learn in classrooms, we learn in mm-hmm. silos. So we can take relate. And then if there's somebody amongst us who don't know that question is asked, that will either bring further illumination or further clarity to how to understand it. See, and then you're in a safe place. So now it's not like you're you're in school, you're in a classroom, and you don't want to raise your hand and ask the question because you feel like you're going to mm-hmm. be dumb. Nah, that's not how it works. And unfortunately, how the way we, we were raised, you can only have those in intimate settings, maybe Bible class. But then when you come to Sunday service or things of that nature, typically that's not an environment where you can learn, where you can exchange of information. So therefore that's what, but once again, it's a part of the process as well. But it's getting around people, getting around communities where you can foster, be safe, and you can ask those questions. So when you're reading yourself and you really are not understanding what the, what, what's the context of what's being said here, what the message is, you can go with the question, you know, see, Acts chapter 1 is saying this, but can someone explain to me, how do y'all understand that? 
And then a people, a person who's very learned, that leader, that teacher can be like, well, see, let's look at this here. And then, then you can tie it. Then it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But standing alone, right? It's like reading a story. And the scriptures are one big continuous mm-hmm. story. Scriptures say that there's nothing new under the sun, meaning what you read, what people in the scriptures went through, the same characters are the same issues, the same perils, the same ups, downs, highs, and lows that everybody in human existence has ever mm-hmm. gone through. We just view it differently because of what the material is showing us on the outside. Mm-hmm. But when you look to their day, it was the mm-hmm. same thing. New phenomenon, new advances, new technologies, new ideas, new belief. New. This is something that has never mm-hmm. stopped. As long as humans are there, the same type of actions and actions will take place. And you place. said something that is really key. The, the, the discipleship factors was missing the communal and the actual live by example. Right. So it's important um, when you're sharing with people or you're telling people about the scriptures that you live as best as you can, what the scriptures are so they can see it. One of the I think it was Francis from Assisi, I believe it was him who said, preach the gospel. And if you have to use words. So action is more impactful towards change than talking. And people get tired of people who talk. I don't listen to anybody who don't do what they're talking about or have tried or attempted mm-hmm. to do what they're doing or show proof that they've done that. Don't listen to them. I'm not listening to you if you, you're talking about, oh, I sell houses or I made this or I've been able to do this or you're telling me what I need to do and you haven't done it before. What are you talking about? That- show me your receipts. <laughs> Didn't they, the same thing they asked the Savior. They were like, what is the... Uh, how do we know if you're the one? Remember, John was even getting, uh, he was a little flustered because he was in jail and he was not teach by love and kindness. He was like, oh, you brood of Bibles, who told you to come? I, w- I actually wish you wasn't here so that the judgment would just fall on y'all. <laughs> that was his, he, he was he was hot. He was he was gangster. straight. He didn't play no games and he ended up dying for it, right? Who, who, who's the John the Baptist of this day? Because see, with the same energy, and this is what I was talking about. Don't forget your thought. This is what I was talking about as far as we've allowed outside entities or others to dictate the terms of engagement. You can't do this. Can't do this. Can't say this. Can't make this because you can make people do all this. But with that same energy is not being met on the other side. So there are no John the Baptist here who, when these people come with craziness, are like, what? What are you talking about? And it's come back right at them because that, that's how you tame bullies. So now we're living in a world where if you have faith, you have belief, it's checked in a corner somewhere. You don't, you don't even know mm-hmm. who those people are because they don't even mm-hmm. talk in public. We allow the naysayers and everyone else to make noise and you say nothing. Because it's faith. Therein lies because the problem. It's faith. That's why I don't say that. Faith <laughs> yeah. is something you believe that might be. You believe it? That doesn't, yes, that, it. That, doesn't, that has nothing to do with the scriptures. I know a lot of the New Testament talking about faith come by hearing and so forth and so on. But you have to remember the context through which the New Testament was written and who it was written to. Like we were having a conversation with uh, one of my lawyer friends who was talking about, you know, the law. And she was looking through it and she says, well, these books, how come it's not written to any of the nations in my in, in Africa? All I hear is Corinthians, Philippi. Galatia, Ephesus. These are all Greek cities. These are all Roman cities. Okay, so that's the New Testament, all Roman cities, the book of Romans, written in Greek, 
and it's called the New Testament. New Testament, New England, New... New everything, New York, <laughs> New Amsterdam. <laughs> what, do you, what do we do with that? That's discipleship to me. That's context to me, because then once you understand how that operates, then you go back to, okay, well, then who did the Savior? Who did the Messendency? Who did Jesus? Who did Yeshua? What, what was he doing? What was he reading? He was reading the quote-unquote mm -hmm. Old Testament. So why aren't we reading the Old Testament? We call ourselves followers of Christ. Are we followers of Christ in the context of the New Testament, or are we followers of the person who was a part of the tribe of Judah, who was a people group that came from Moshe, that came from Abraham. Abraham came from Noah. Noah came from Adam. Adam was born in Ethiopia. That's in the Bible. I didn't, there's nothing that you can go check for yourself. If that's the same bloodline. That's why when the blind man came up on the savior and he says, mercy, have mercy, son of David, have mercy on me. He called him in a bloodline. So that's not a faith. He doesn't have to, you don't have to have faith to believe that I'm an Afro man. You can see me and see that I'm an Afro man. Let me ask you this question. You just mentioned Ethiopia. We grew up in an African church. Mm -hmm. But I don't recall one time ever hearing the term Ethiopian in any sermons, ever. Because they learned from what? What did we say earlier? New Amsterdam, New England, New Testament. It's the way you approach the New Testament. Am I saying the New Testament isn't inspired? No, it, it is inspired. But the question is, how do you interpret the inspiration. Something could be inspiring. Oh, that inspired me. What, how are you interpreting that inspiration? Did it just give you goosebumps and you didn't do anything with it? How inspired are you? Or what about another person who hears the information, acts on the information? That's real fullness of inspiration. Even if they got a 30, 60, 100 fold return. Those principles are in the scriptures. So what, 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 what if the scripture said in Adam and, and, and uh, Abraham dwelt in the land of Los Angeles? And you lived in Los Angeles. What type of impact would that have on you? That would change the way I look at the scriptures. And and, 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 and literally that your feet are in, in that same place, that same place that is being referenced in this holy book. That's, that's what is astounding to me that through our youth, never, not one time, every time we heard of Ethiopia, it was on a UNICEF commercial about famine, flies and all this stuff but never in the scriptures like in the land of Yet Ethiopia. at the same time everybody's been pillaging that land since before 1881 with the uh, 84 with the Berlin conference for centuries been going into that land because it got so much resources and continues to have resources to this day Folks but if they can alive. tell you oh that's a, a, that's that's disease that's this that if it's so much disease and stuff how come all these People keep going there from, from the beginning of there. time. So if you don't, if, if you keep don't have going. context, you just get sound bites. Guess what? You're going to get bit. You're going to lose out. You're not going to have it. So that's the disservice when we do these sound bite and these kind of, um, um, motivational, cause you have to ask yourself, and this is a hard push, push for me being raised in that background, but coming into a, a, a different type of understanding of how I approach the scriptures is. At the end of the day, if you're just giving people psychological 
remedies and giving them motivational speeches and doing that sort of and just tucking in a few scriptures here and there. But the end goal ultimately is just sustaining them to to be in an environment that wasn't built for them. What does that make you? Snitch. You're part of the mom. You're part of, you're part of the problem. You're part of the problem. So... Because you got to be leading them somewhere. Where you lead judgment is going to come, and it's going to come for the for the leaders first. So people, once again, something happening. Oh, that's messed up. That happens wrong. Da, da, da. Well, I don't know what contract they signed. What payment came? So due. that's what's forcing me to. I've always loved the scriptures, but there was like a, probably like a five to six year period when I started realizing some of the stuff I'm sharing, uh, and we're talking about regarding. Uh, New Testament and written in Greek and da, da, da. It, it it shook me because like you said I went to Bible school and we never ever spent time on Genesis chapter 2 20 years of study and never spent much time there at, I don't even remember ever never why because it was being taught to me from another perspective so when the most I told me I need you to pull yourself out of that and go into the wilderness, so to speak. Isolate. Most lives always going to isolate you. That's what people don't want. That's why they walk away from the scriptures. They want to be where everybody's going because the God of this world knows how to make things or the system, if that's easier, knows how to keep you running. Marley says it, the rat race. Just keep you going. When you think it's peace and safety, there's a sudden destruction. You won't even see the destruction coming. Because you think it's always going to be the way it's always been. But this form of capitalism hasn't always been and it can't be sustained forever. Nothing is. So if we know that to be an actual principle, wouldn't it be wise to at least begin to open yourself to become aware of other possibilities, lest you put yourself and your family in a position in this idea of wealth and um, longevity and and um, with, with legacy and all these terms that are being used, thrown around that sound good on the surface, Satan was hitting Eve with a bunch of surface talk. Oh, you're going to be like God. Da, da, da. And then as soon as you dig a little deeper or pull the curtain back a little bit. Oh, snap. That ain't no. That's a wizard of Oz. That's an old dude. That ain't even real. But the scripture says in Amos that there was a famine and it won't be a famine of the of of land. It won't be a famine of of food, but it's going to be a famine of being able to hear the word. There you go. That's and a word famine. and word is not always Bible. The word is the most high's unction, his his flow, his ability to talk to you directly. The book, the Bible is a framework. We know it has been tampered in one way or another, but the framework is still forever because it's, it's couched in the Most High's promises to a group of people and how he set up the nations. He's He has a, a, a pathway for all of the nations, and it is spelled out in the scriptures, and that's why people control how you understand it so that you don't really understand who you are. Or overstand who you are or who you are not. Because a lot of us who think we somebody, we want to be lions, but find out we just tigers. That's that's the that's the realities that are beginning to kick in in these last days. And when we say last days, according to the context of scriptures, I don't mean the end of the world, like the earth is going to be void and nothing there. 
not saying that that can't happen but when i say last from what i read and understand i'm talking about the end of this particular way of being this era this these superpowers so to speak that have been given control to maneuver the earth in this the most i gave them scripture talks about that when you read it you'll understand it a lot more of what's happening in the world because he gave people certain powers he gave he said he said nebuchadnezzar is my servant why because he was going to use nebuchadnezzar to bring his people back in alignment to bring them back to eden to what he said so when we go off we reverberate boom 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 it's just a domino effect so you still got to come back this way so the most i will use different things situations to bring you back haven't you been through negative things or you thought was negative, but it only puts you on the right track? He chastens mm-hmm. those whom he loves. And he's chastening us right now. And there's a famine of the word. And just because you're reading the scriptures doesn't mean that it's the word because there's false prophets. How do you yes, You have to have discernment? And it starts with what we said earlier, the intention. If the intention is right, you're going to get on the frequency of the most high. You're going to get in his pathway. You're going to tap in. It's going to be revealed. Like I said, you just keep reading. It'll come like, oh, Man, I never mm-hmm. saw it like that. That's the way it is. Let this word dwell in with you richly. You just got you. Just, you it has to be on your person. You have to desire, like it says, like food. What, like I said, if I could tell you that every answer to life issues that you have is somewhere and is in that book. It is. That is the key. That's the cheat Man. code. Just read it. Just read it. And that's why we're here to share the word and bring it into contemporary, but also encourage you to go in yourself so you can learn the ways of the most high yourself. So you can prepare for what's about to happen in the world and you will know because you'll be able to see. But if you follow in the, the ways of the world or the system and the way everybody's doing it, nothing actually works if you do it the way everybody's doing it. That's just known. But right now we can only think of I'm getting fiat. I'm getting I'm getting fiat or AKA money. I'm getting 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 money. Or does the money got you? What is enough enough? Yeah. Nowhere. In the grave. Money got you. Six feet. You're controlled by an idea. I'm on a tree. It's an idea. Somebody else's idea. Like Frank Ocean said, I'm living in an idea, an idea from another man's mind. All this stuff we have came from someone else's thought process. What about your thought process? Why aren't you building with your nation to create your own currency, your own way of being? Oh, they're going to burn it down. We burn it down. Maybe because you keep trying to build into something that's not yours. That is true. It's true. So that gives them the power to do that. Study to show yourself approved. Study.